0: A woman-charged podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record, the Wulgaroo, Kabah and Bindal peoples, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Autriura is a plus-size OnlyFans content creator, making over 38000 Australian dollars per month. OnlyFans is the most popular and fastest growing content subscription service in the world today and allows content creators to receive funding directly from their fans on a monthly basis as well as one-time tips and the pay-per-view feature and its site has blown up with mainly women using the safety of the site to explore making a living through pornographic images and videos in every niche and body shape possible. 23-year-old Audrey Ora from Adelaide talks about her work as an empowering job that needs to be destigmatized, and she now helps other OnlyFans creators, new and experienced, break through the uncertainty and self-doubt when it comes to being an adult content creator. The aim, so that they can become successful, financially independent, and grow to be their best boss bitch selves, with her new Ultimate Masterclass from the Audrey Ora Academy. But what I want to know is, does she realize how revolutionary she is being as a Gen Zder and a mum by the way, who decided that she was being taken advantage of, not given the respect nor responsibility that she deserved and craved in her white-collar job. And instead of persevering and listening to an older, more experienced generation, her frustration and underappreciation led her to quit and go and do it herself. And guess what? She did. Audrey stands for all that is changing in the modern day workplace. If she's in an office job, she's taking initiative to step out of her job description and do what she knows the company needs in terms of online digital marketing, socials, website. She's probably already gone and done it all before it has even crossed the boss's mind. And when it has crossed his mind, she will have already quit and started her own online business, self-taught with a nice plump bank account and oodles of self-love for how she rerouted years of well you'll need experience and references or "Mm, it takes time to build up reputation and you'll have to serve your time. How many times have you heard this in your life, particularly if you're a woman? I know this is one of the main reasons I was more than happy to leave my policing career behind. Gen Zers like Audrey also don't understand why using your body to make money is so stigmatized. For the most part, they have grown up in a world where they have had a range of sizes, shapes, ethnicities, abilities as role models in their face. So for her, stepping into the world of OnlyFans might have felt as natural as going from A to B. And the only way she realized millennials and Gen Xers don't feel like that has come from all the media attention that she has had recently over her success and over her huge earnings and let me tell you some of those interviews have been awkward so listen in to hear what she thinks about only fans online confidence safety for women and what it's like to have a beautiful fat bank balance at the end of the month stay charged Audrey, Aura, thank you so much for joining me today on a Women Charged podcast. Um, You are an absolutely outstanding OnlyFans creator. I think you put yourself, officially you're the top 0.4% on the OnlyFans app, is that right?
1: Yeah yeah that's yep. incredible top 0.42 0.44 currently yes it does change quite regularly it's like a day-to-day basis kind of thing
0: but yeah that's
1: kind of where
0: I amazing and if I were you I would be on there every day like checking to see if that changes and goes up as well
1: yeah I kind of do
0: <laughs> you describe yourself as a plus-size OnlyFans creator from Australia making over 38,000 Australian dollars per month and you're now launching the ultimate masterclass to teach others how to be successful on this site so I I really get the feeling that just from that sentence I already know that you are a massive women's advocate because usually women are the the main content creators on that site so obviously you've had a couple of hiccups in your journey getting to where you are right now and you want to be able to make sure that women know how to avoid those hurdles and then also be safe on the platform. Yeah
1: definitely um mm. the first that eight months of Me getting started, I really struggled to figure out what I was actually meant to be doing, where to advertise, how to market myself, and how to be that desirable person that people want to subscribe to Uh, and it took me quite a while to get a hang of it but then once I kind of figured out what I was meant to be doing I invested a lot of time and also money in myself and my business buying a lot of coaching for myself and chatting to other creators and doing a lot of networking and reading of sales and marketing and all that other stuff Um, I kind of figured out what the best way to go about it was and it just kind of skyrocketed from there pretty quickly i went from like 2k a month to 26k a month within like five months so it was very very quick yeah definitely safety is a huge thing making sure that you are doing it correctly and making yourself as safe as possible so that people can't come and find you and stalk you and whatever because it is definitely something to think about it's a bit scary sometimes yeah
0: There's definitely those risks involved. I was looking into OnlyFans before this, just as a sort of research into it before we had the interview. And for anyone who's not over OnlyFans, but it describes itself as an internet content subscription service. And it's based in London, actually. I didn't realise that. I don't know why I thought it was California. Content creators can earn money from users who subscribe to their content, i.e. the fans. And it allows content creators to receive funding directly from their fans on a monthly basis, as well as on a one-time subscription or, um, tips or pay per view, and it's been going since twenty sixteen. Now, when I first heard about the the platform a few years ago, you're probably probably the same as me. I was just like rejoicing because it's just another step towards women being able to own their own bodies, who sees their own bodies, you know, data protection in terms of the actual content and where it goes and how it's protected. Um, it's another step closer to destigmatizing stigmatizing um, women using our bodies to earn a living as well. And that actually leaks quite nicely into the sort of traditional prostitution role or the sex worker role because it's all... Like online now but you know that there is that great area um between performing for one person or and they're paying for the service and then also just being a subscription and a content creator like yourself but how do you feel like you are adding to that because you are one of the huge creators on there and doing so well so how do you feel like you are adding to that empowerment for women and, and autonomy over our own bodies yeah
1: I mean it's just like a normal job to me I really don't see it like I've never understood the stigma to Towards it um, and I've always been kind of interested in the industry, even when weirdly, even when I was a teenager, it was just kind of something I was interested in and wanted to know more about. And I never saw it as something that needed to be shameful. I thought, like, more for them to be doing this and whatnot. We're getting sexualized. I've been sexualized since I was like 12 years old because I was like an early bloomer when it comes to my boobs got really big when I was younger and whatnot. So I've been sexualized since I was really young, and yeah, I, I love being able to do what I want with my own body and be able to take that um, into my own hands. And there's definitely still a separation between us online content creators and full service sex workers. And I like to acknowledge that difference. Although, yes, we are all sex workers. The full service sex workers definitely take the brunt of the stigma. Um, I mean, where I'm from, it, like it's still criminalized. So I have so much, like I look up to them so much because I could never do it. I have too many sensory issues to do that personally and like having to put a customer service face on every day and go out and I like to just sit in my pajamas at home and do what I do so I think it's incredibly amazing that we can do this do what we want and live the life that we want from home it's
0: insane yeah and and that's so important as well that you can do it from the comfort of your own home and that you can do it because of people like you who are helping other women to do it safely as well so okay it won't be without challenges it won't be without the odd comment or the odd person overstepping the mark but still it is is so much better and so many more options to be able to do what we want with our bodies and then also like I guess like especially for you like you're in your early 20s so you feel like you're still getting your career going and you just feel like you've got to go down the usual lines or routes of earning a living you know office or are you going to go and do shift work or are you going to be in hospitality you know we feel like these are just the same well-trodden avenues that don't lead to the kind of success that you want quickly if you know what I mean. I find it so interesting there what you said about you being sexualized from a young age. Age because I completely agree like I feel like that as well I never had big breasts like you do and you did but I was very tall and looked you know I was pretty much the same height as I am now like 5'10 when I was like 12 or 13 and looked much older than I did I was always the one that had to go and buy like the alcohol or try and get into the clubs first you know and yeah I think that's actually really really important that women we remember what it was like to be that confusing stage between childhood. Womanhood, and then being in the middle somewhere, but being treated, you know, in a way that you you don't understand, and you just got this new body, like it's literally just grown in the last when you were twelve. It was probably in the last few months, and you don't know what to do with that sort of attention. So I think it's really important that like women, we can feel like we can turn it around and then decide what happens to that attention, and decide what we do with it, and then earn a living from it as well, which is incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And I I definitely started working in like I worked. In- in an office job since I was like 15. Um, I never really did like supermarket, fast food or anything, which I'm quite thankful for. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I liked jumping straight into like the uh, white collar kind of job. And I did that for like six years, maybe um, different jobs, whatnot. And I never felt like my effort and how much work I put into it was getting rewarded. I was mm. just another employee and I would go above and beyond and like there were small Uh, businesses that I was working for and I was doing so much I was just hired as like an administrator but I was doing all their marketing I created their website and like wrote blog posts and like all stuff outside of my job description and I just never got thanked for it or any sort of recognition and eventually I was just kind of sick of it and I always wanted to work for myself and I'm like well how can I do it to me I was always thinking well what what can I sell to be able to work for myself what business should I start And so I looked into, like, making products and whatnot, but I'm not a very creative person with, like, physical stuff. Like, I can't knit, I can't so like that's just not my thing and yeah just one day I just thought why not give it a shot and see what happens I'd always been interested so why not try and I definitely wasn't aware of the privacy and security things that I needed to at the start and I did make some mistake that I probably shouldn't have done but I mean that's why being in a network and knowing people that are in the industry is so is so important because then you learn those things that other people have made mistakes on and you don't do it yourself yourself and you're safer and so like that community is super important
0: yeah I mean it must be and especially because the way you describe your work the what you do actually the majority of it Seems to be business and marketing, and really getting into like niching down in that digital age. So you obviously already had the skills to do that because of what you described in your your office job, Um, and you all already had the initiative. You know, you weren't asked to go and do that. You can go and do things off your own back. You don't need a job description to do that. But definitely having a network of other similar content creators or business women around you would have definitely helped.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the more you surround yourself with people that are doing well and whatnot, I think definitely helps. Um, one of my best friends in the industry, she and I have a weekly chat where we we just go over how the week's gone and what we're planning and we're thinking of going into business together and it's just been really great having someone like-minded and on the same path. Um, she's also a mum and whatnot. Um, her name's Lucy Banks. She's in Perth. And she it's just great to have someone to chat to and go over those things and, and build each other up. There's definitely a competitive nature in this industry which I there is but there's also not like lots of people like to say that they're all about building each other up and whatnot but there can also be that competitive side and whatnot and I don't like to look at the other people as like my competition guys are not going to subscribe to one person they're going to want bits and pieces here and there it's just natural people will want lots of different variety and so I don't really see us as competitors because we just want to like build each other up and help each other out as much as possible I don't understand why people try and gatekeep the rules and the things that makes you successful in this industry
0: yeah I think that's just how we've all been brought up though isn't it like I know that nowadays a lot more women are really positive and a lot more supportive of each other but at the end of the day sometimes it's hard when you feel vulnerable not to revert back to that um sort of defense mechanism that we've all been taught that you know there's only a certain amount of spots at the top for women and we need yeah. to like look out for ourselves so we can still be in with the boys club sort of thing and um, uh that leads on nicely to my other one of my other questions i had for you about your um subscribers like the demographics you said guys there so i take it the majority of the people who subscribe to you and like your other colleagues like you said lucy banks are they mostly men and do you know what country they're in and what age they are etc i
1: know a little bit um I would say and without like looking it up I would say probably like 99% of people on OnlyFans that are buyers are probably men mm-hmm. it's pretty uncommon to come across females that are willing to spend um, I do have other creators that will subscribe to me like people that are just starting or just growing and whatnot and they'll subscribe for ideas and and just to see what I'm up to which is totally fine but yeah. if you're like paying for a subscription that's totally fine um, I personally don't mind I know other people don't like that, but I don't mind. But yeah, the bulk of people that are on the site, I would say for my personal subscribers, probably like 75, 80% are American mm. um, or Canadian, kind of that time zone yeah. at least. Then there's maybe 10% UK and 10% Australian, um, which is really interesting because I'm Australian, but yeah. it just, from what I've heard from other people and from myself, the main contributor is the US. And in regards to ages, it's really hard to know. Unfortunately, OnlyFans does not have very good statistics on their site, so we can't actually see ages. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's all anonymous they don't actually have to have any personal details on there Mm -hmm. um but like even looking at the statistics of where they're from and whatnot it's it's kind of skewed and it doesn't always come out correctly from who actually chats for me, it's a very wide range from 18, 20-year-olds all the way up to 60, 70-year-olds. So yeah. it's very wide variety.
0: Yeah, so you must have to be really like asking them what they want because you can't assume in that case if you have no idea what age they are. And I know age isn't everything, but it can give you a sort of indicator. And it certainly gives you an indicator in like how you should be chatting to them as well. Yeah,
1: it's just kind of figuring out what their vibe is and, and what they are interested in, chatting to them like normal human beings and wanting to get to know them, finding out what they're into, what they do for work, then going on to what sort of content they actually want to see and what their like kinks and fetishes are and whatnot. It's it's really like a personalized service. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I think so many people are moving toward going and getting an OnlyFans subscription rather than just going to like Pornhub or something because it's really about that personal connection rather than just wanting something to watch while you have some alone time or whatever like it's quite personalized and you can chat to that person one-on-one and get something that you specifically ask for and build that personal connection with them yeah Uh, which I I think is great
0: Yeah and I think that's really important as well because with the sort of body positivity movement that we see in the world and for me as a 35 year old I definitely see a huge change from when I started using social media like 15 years ago in the body positivity movement that I sort of described it as. So like normalising all different sizes and shapes and you know taking away that um, that pressure that women specifically feel to be looking and and feeling in a certain way like i.e thin or skinny like the 90s style. So taking that all away, I feel like maybe, maybe you want to comment on this as well, men in particular aren't always looking for that traditional like porn style body they understand that porn is porn and the porn stars like often will have that like porn star body like inverted commas so now they are looking for like more everyday women's body sizes and you being plus size is one of them plus actually is obviously a fetish as well so some people really like seek that out themselves so I guess that they're actually just looking for maybe like the girl next door style thing or feel like they're sort of peeking into someone else's bedroom which they actually are because you do look a lot of the filming in your own house so yeah how do you feel do you feel like that's part of it as well
1: yeah definitely it's more so about the obtainable person rather than someone that i mean porn stars and whatnot are very like model-esque and like perfect looking and whatnot and obviously not all of them are like that but that is like what we think of when we think of porn And I think a lot of men are now looking for someone that is more obtainable in their mind and more like an everyday person Mm -hmm. that they would see on the street or they would be friends with or something. And the amount of people that I have in my DMs asking me how I do it because I'm plus size and I'm not that like, I don't meet society's beauty standards and there is a niche for everyone there is there's a market for everyone and i'm finding more and more people which is great over the last like six months more and more plus size people are getting to the top percentage it was quite hard to begin with but now that it's becoming more talked about and more open and more people are like advertising and marketing on social media it's definitely becoming easier for us i mean it's still going to be harder for us because there's still that fat phobia in society so that it is still hard compared to like a typical beautiful thin woman or whatever but we're getting there it and it's it's getting easier and we're still going to get those hate comments, I still get them on a daily basis on my social medias mm. but it's getting easier which is good
0: Yeah and I guess you only get it on your social media because no one's going to subscribe and I guess social media is the mm. only way that really gives them the opportunity to spread that hate. I'm sure like you've done it for a few years now so you probably already have your coping mechanisms. I guess it must yeah. be difficult to begin with.
1: Yeah it was it was difficult, um, I t- I tend to just not look at it now. I know that I am worthy, and I know that there is a market for fat people. Everyone seems to think that what they're not into is not desirable to any other person in the world, which is ridiculous, it's very one-minded. And
0: is social media the main way that you you market?
1: Uh, At the moment, yeah. Um, I kind of go through some phases. Social media, um, it is great for building long-term subscribers and people that want to stick around and really want you specifically but it is extremely hard sometimes because a lot of social media platforms are very anti-sex work and anti-body positivity and all of that i can't even tell you how many tiktok accounts and instagram accounts i've had because they're constantly getting taken down that's surprising Uh, at tiktok isn't
0: it because you think that's a lot easier to get around sometimes
1: tiktok is actually the worst one no way i think i've had I've, i've probably had 15 20 accounts now what um and although it's a lot easier to go viral it's a lot easier for people to find you and report you mm. um and every single time I've gone viral I have been deleted within a couple of days oh
0: my god so um, you actually don't want to go viral
1: <laughs> kind of yeah I mean it's good in the very short term but then once you do go viral like a uh, back in mid-December I had a videos go and get three million each I think yeah and within that time about a week later I had five social media accounts deleted because people will find you and not like it and then they'll go to your other social medias and report them Mm. and specifically Instagram is a big one they get taken down pretty quickly as well so TikTok and Instagram although personally they're my best sites that get me the best subscribers they're also the easiest to get taken out from underneath you which is really frustrating so
0: you're just probably becoming like an absolute whiz at getting around that or like starting new accounts and starting new meta business managers like I'm sure you probably actually could do a course on that as well
1: yeah that's kind of like social media is in my masterclass that I'll be launching and how to do your best at getting around those things yeah so tell um, us, tell us about
0: the course tell us when are you launching and, and what else does it include
1: I've had to postpone a little bit at the moment yeah. so I don't have an official launch date right now but I'm hoping for April yeah but it will be on the platform teachable so it's like a proper Mm -hmm. it's got modules it's at the moment it's 12 modules with like 63 lessons within that those modules and it basically takes you from start to finish so it gives you all the background information that you need to know when you start so like privacy and security etiquette between like models networking mental health self-care and like all that good stuff in the background but then it also takes you through how to actually brand yourself and how to make content that you want people to see and people are going to want to see yeah and the different niches and kinks and then it goes into the different services that you can provide to people on the site and then social media advertising buying promo because i know that's a big one that people will we can actually pay other creators to advertise us on their account yeah and i know a lot a lot of people get scammed doing that and they end up losing a lot of money so I kind of got my own guide on there of how to buy promo and make sure that you're not being scammed and it's just pretty much every single piece of knowledge that I've gained in the last two years is going into this course and I'm incredibly excited and I know that not everyone is going to need everything in there so I'm also going to be launching like mini courses where you can just buy the social media side or just buy the stuff about the additional services or whatever Um, because I know there's going to be people that have already started and they already know how to brand themselves like they might just want a particular section so yeah
0: I'm that is I'm excited. so that is amazing like you should be so proud of yourself because not only are you absolutely killing it on the platform personally but then you I mean it's essentially like a digital and social media marketing course like it's a business course you've done yeah. but it's all to do with body positivity and us owning our own bodies and like instead of someone else owning the material or owning what we do with it or owning who we speak to you Know, traditionally men who used to do that like you're just doing it all yourself and making sure women do it safely what was the thing that made you think oh actually I need to do this course to actually help other people was it a problem that you particularly got into or was it just oh my god I have so much knowledge everyone keeps asking me
1: yeah a bit of both to be honest I was constantly I'm in a lot of group chats and networking communities and I was just constantly giving advice on things that I had found helpful through my experience and I found that people were generally coming to me a lot and asking for tips and and also just i found it incredibly hard when i first started to find in-depth information on how to do OnlyFans. there's a lot of snippets there's a lot of generic guides on the internet even looking for paid coaching and paid courses there's not a lot that you can find the full package you can find bits and pieces but i f- I personally struggled to find the information that I needed to get started Mm. and that's kind of why it took me eight months to figure it out and through a lot of getting bits and pieces here and there and I'm like why is there not like a one-stop shop? of everything you need to know. But yeah, I just think it would be really helpful for people to get that knowledge when they first start and they first make that decision so they don't have to spend six months flapping about trying to figure out what the best angle is.
0: Yeah, or make like a mistake that sort of breaches their their safety. Yeah. I was looking at some of the the links that you sent through. You've had um, quite a lot of exposure on TV, blogs, podcasts as well because of your huge earning growth, but also because of this, this course that you've got coming up. And I absolutely thought the Channel 10 interview was so hilarious, purely because I felt like the interviewers were just so awkward. Like, like I felt like they yeah. <laughs> did you not feel like that they've been given like a 10 second snippet and like one of them probably only just found out like what OnlyFans was. And I think that's how the wider public probably think about it, and um, why it's so important that we're like you're doing this work to change it. They just were asking like the most awkward questions and like not even sure if they should be asking them. And you were just like, it's fine, you know. <laughs> This is what I do for a yeah. living. <laughs> do you think that you get yeah. that in person as well through the media?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely been an interesting couple of weeks with <laughs> all the media attention. A bit crazy, but it's been so exciting. I'm glad that it's getting out there and being normalized. I think the more of us that can talk about our job like a normal job and like anything that you would talk about on a day-to-day basis, I think the better we end up yeah um, and the more more we normalize it um, it was a little bit awkward it was also filmed live so I was <laughs> freaking out um,
0: no that didn't show didn't... it showed more that they were freaking out
1: <laughs> okay well I'm glad that because often I have like a disconnect between my brain and my mouth and so um, <laughs> I know what I want to say but the words kind of come out jumbled or I lose my train of thought or something it's it's quite stressful I definitely prefer to write yeah <laughs> but yeah it was a bit interesting and yeah I'm sure they were a bit uncomfortable asking about those sort of things especially on a tv show that I'm sure mostly like the older generation watch yeah it's not yeah. really something that younger generations will turn on and watch yeah um, was it like the
0: morning show or something so I think probably right yeah basically lastly how do you feel because I, I imagine that your day-to-day is really awesome because you're being basically Basically, just filming content like as and when you want, and I know we've got in the background there. It's one of the scenes that you use but I saw on Mm -hmm. your socials as well because you're earning so much now you have more um, money at hand to be able to go and hire at different locations and get like photographers in so I assume that means that you've got like more money for different outfits and you can get Airbnbs like how does that feel because that sounds like living the model's dream you know and and, and amazing for a content creator as well. Yeah
1: it's been really exciting just the last four months I've decided to start doing that I was filming everything from just like my bedroom or like this is my office. So like this is where everything was filmed, and I found that I was getting quite bored with my own content, and I wanted to spice things up. I have a whole chest of drawers full of lingerie, and I'm constantly buying more. And also now I'm starting to buy a lot of like Instagram outfits because I'm putting more effort into my Instagrams and being more like influencer kind of vibe, yeah. um, which is so not me. Like it feels. It's taken a while to get comfortable with um, because I'm quite introverted, I don't dress up, I sit in my trackies all day, I stay home, I watch TV, Like I like to sleep, that's kind of me. So going out and doing that sort of thing in public, it definitely did take some time to get comfortable with. And that's kind of how it feels when you start making your own content as well, like it does take time. I feel so natural in front of the camera for my OnlyFans content now. But when I started, I was so awkward and I look back at my old content and I just cringe because (laughs) of how bad it was. But it's all a learning curve and you do get used to it as you go. Um, You're not going to be perfect from the start. And so when people message me, and like, how do you feel so confident and whatnot? I'm like, I didn't start with it. It took a long time to get to that point. And even some days, like we went out for a shoot the other day and I just was not feeling it. I was like, I just want to go home and get into my trackies. Like I'm not feeling it right now. But yeah, the Airbnbs has been doing them like once a month twice a month we're gonna start doing just so we can like smash out the content um and it just spices things up a bit gets some new backgrounds and new atmospheres and whatnot um yeah. and also it just drives me to make stuff because i'm there like i have the mb yeah. i'm paying for it i might as well go and work yeah because at home i kind of just be i just i'm like oh, i'll do it tomorrow or yeah something, or it's I'll like on one video and i'm
0: like <laughs> i totally know that pain like anyone not- who works yeah. from home it's like you you just are stuck in between like home life and work life and you know you could do a bit of both and it never really works out that way and i suppose that's what's amazing about um you having the name audrey as well which is not your real name because you can like so maybe this is why it was difficult for you when you were starting out because you're still trying to peel your way from your personal name if that makes sense in your personal sense of self so obviously audrey probably is like 99 percent. Of you, who you actually are, but you need to also yeah. under, like make sure you can separate them, so then you can become that person that you want to be on OnlyFans and that your your subscribers want you to be or need you to be. And oh, yeah. I think so, like getting out your house and and renting somewhere that's amazing for the day, like is, is really good fun. I have done it for photo shoots, just for for Happy Mash as well, and it's been really good fun. And I know exactly what you mean. You feel like you've got to maximize your time in the space because you've paid yeah, for definitely. it. Like after after we had a photo shoot, like I got. All my, all my family over, and we had um, like pizza, and they had this huge, big, round bathtub, and I got the kids in the bathtub with loads of bubbles. So I definitely made the most of it that day. <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds like so much fun.
0: Yeah, it was good. Hey, listen, can you tell us how people can subscribe to the mailing list? For the upcoming course and tell us about your socials
1: yeah everything can be found on audreyora.com mm-hmm. um so all my socials are on there um i've got three instagrams so i won't like list them all off for you but <laughs> um everything is listed on audreyora.com uh there's a section specifically for if you want my modeling stuff so my um only and whatnot or a section for if you want my and you can sign up to the mailing list which is at the top of the page and yeah hopefully it it comes soon
0: um yeah no there's nothing wrong with a bit of build up to the launch um i'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it goes and thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for like literally educating us because my my audience is a bit older than you if you're 23 so genuinely really educating us on how the new generation are really owning our own bodies and changing the way that men think about our bodies as well. It's not just content creators, it's women in general. So thank you so much. Thank
1: you for having me, Have fun.
0: So OnlyFans, what do you think? Has Audrey changed your thinking on this topic? Do you have an account? How do you feel if your partner had an account? Are you a creator or do you have subscriptions with content creators either for your own sexual gratification or just for a sneaky peek into how women can make a living nowadays? Or do you get that voyeuristic feeling of peeking into someone else's bedroom when you go on their platform? I know I do and I happen to feel like the platform is another form of responsible, ethical or feminist pornography. All these ways of consuming or using content are acceptable to creators like Audrey because she reaps the financial reward for her efforts and for her body, not someone else. It's a power reversal. Head on over to AudreyOra.com to sign up to her mailing list to find out more about her OnlyFans Academy because if you are thinking of trying your hands to earn a little extra pocket money, rent money or to make OnlyFans your main earner, you'll want to do it quickly and safely. It certainly is revealing and a fascinating look into how women and our bodies and our power over money making monopolies are changing and 38,000 Australian dollars a month is pretty appealing. Anything would be appealing, which reminds me if you are enjoying this completely free podcast, please, please, please. Make my feminist heart sing and head on over to whichever platform you use to listen to your podcasts and give a women charged podcast an honest and five-star review. Anything and everything would be muchly appreciated. I know that there are hundreds of people that listen to each episode, which is amazing. But I currently only have a few ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I happen to know that a few of them were me. Seriously though. I love getting messages and comments on the topics and the guests please keep them coming and any suggestions you have for future themes or guests I want to know and remember until next time stay charged